The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 13th of December and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, uh, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us hardworking mothers. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio, I'm going to get the mics right, two, three and four. Um, Joining me in my studio today, I have uh, Roxana. Assalamu alaikum. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. And if um, I can just get you to bring your mic a bit closer to you. Okay. That's it. Perfect. And Sophia. Yes, Sophia. Sophia, yes. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Alhamdulillah. How has your week been? Alhamdulillah, good. Good. Busy. Busy week, yes. We like to hear that. Productive, though. Alhamdulillah. Yes, good. And last but not least, Janine, good morning. How good, are you? Uh, good morning. I'm fine, thank you. And how's your week been? Yeah, busy. 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 But, uh, yeah, good. Productive. Mm-hmm. I felt like the week just took forever to come to Friday. <laughs> I, every day um, would go into school <coughs> and i said say to the kids, it's Friday tomorrow. No, mum, it's Wednesday. And then mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't coming to Friday quick enough for me. I just thought it took forever. And um, now it's Friday. I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I think it's a gloomy weather. My son, in the w- words of my youngest son, it's a gloomy day. So every single day has been a gloomy day. We've not had very nice weather. Um, We've had rain, so we, much I know. rain. I know. You can cope with the cold mm. because you just layer up. If it's bright and you just have a bit of sunshine, it's it's quite nice and it's good on the mood. But when it's wet, it's just terrible. You don't, I don't like driving in the rain. Are you Are you drivers in the rain? Do you like driving in the no. rain? No. No. <laughs> no. Yesterday I was thinking the poll voters going to come out in the rain. Yes, the I know. Day. I know. I, I have got her mic on. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's been terrible. I don't. Um, I don't actually know um, if we're going to actually get some sunshine. But I did look on a, a Facebook post of mine uh, from a couple of years ago, and this time last in 2017, we actually had snow. So mm. I think um, to have rain or snow, we're probably probably going to root for the rain more than we are. Prefer snow. the rain over the snow. Yeah, this is dry. Because every yes, everything the world just stops when it snows. We're we're not prepared for the snow as, as well as some countries are. So yes. Um, okay, so listeners, we are live on air. We are reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas. Uh, we are live on the Inspire FM webpage where you can connect through TuneIn and uh, join this show. Um, we are also live on the Facebook camera um, you, where you can and you must like the show and also have the opportunity to join in the discussion there. Um, we are also taking in uh, text and WhatsApp messages on 0779 where you can actually join in the discussion uh, today. If you um, do miss the show today, uh, we are actually repeated from 9 o'clock tonight, so you can actually join in the show that way. Um, Okay, so I have got headlines that I like to share with my um, guests and my listeners. Um, These have been taken from the BBC um, online uh, online news. Um, Global epidemic of childhood inactivity. So four in one, four in five... 11 to 17 year olds are not getting enough physical exercise. The World Health Organization, also known as WHO, states that children's health is being damaged as well as their brain development and social skills. This is becoming a universal problem with the failure of not getting at least one hour of exercise a day. So we are having children that are really struggling with um, getting enough exercise. What do you think about that, ladies? I think it's the weather. If we had had nice sunshine, more sunshine, nice weather, I think we'd be out more with the kids. Yes, yes. I don't think there's enough time in the day. I mean, Mm. we look at I've got a six-year-old. He wakes up for school in the morning. Mm. By the time he gets home from school, it's quarter to four. Have a snack, go to Arabic. Mm. By the time you come back from the six, homework. Dinner. Dinner. And we get bath and bed. Bath and bed. And we do do swimming with him once a week. Oh, that's good. So he's getting some activity. That's a day that we don't have our Arabic. Yeah. 
but yeah. it is difficult to fit you know when you've got like three four kids yeah you've got care of all of them i know well i give yeah. my children each um a brush the vacuum and i say right go around the house with this and <laughs> that's a good get idea going. <laughs> get going it's just something that i think gets mm. them being active and i think we need to really push our children because um i used to be like an octopus in my house i used to just mm. take that on take that on and now i've sort of taken a back seat and said no actually i've got extra hands in the house and i should actually get them to get involved so i do push the children to um you know dust hair wipe that down so um yeah I, the summer weather does help more within mm, the garden when they're running about yeah. and doing things yes but um i think maybe you know i think people um feel that exercise has to be something where you're physically exercising but actually it's just getting your child to be active and moving so i think it's yeah. just trying to encourage that in whatever capacity we can i mean i'm sure a yeah. six-year-old has ants in his pants anyway it's probably be, yeah, totally difficult to try and sit that child down but as they get older because i mean the research is showing it's from 11 to 17 so mm. i think that's the age where they become a bit sedentary and they don't get up and they're not actually being very active mm. so that's the time where we need to push them to be um a bit more active and uh, whether it's around the house or just going for a walk around the blocks or you know doing something where they're not just mm. sitting down so that's something for us to consider parents um, and the next headline is Should Young Children Be Grouped by Ability? The University College of London's Institute of Education has found that grouping children from as early as reception year one and year two is actually having an impact on pupils' confidence and aspirations. So what do you think about that? Because, Roxanne, I know you help out in a school, so what, what do you think about this? They've stopped grouping, oh, so they okay. stopped yeah. about three years ago. Because our kids are in the same school. So, yeah, mm. our children go to Bushmead, mm -hmm. and they did, um, with my first, they mm -hmm. did group but uh, them according to ability, but they don't anymore. Oh, okay. They found that it's not effective. Because mm. yeah, my eldest was there many years ago, mm -hmm. and it was always groupability. Mm -hmm. And now my youngest is there, like, 13 years later. I did ask them on parents' evening as well and teachers during my time there and said, no, we've stopped that. Mm, that's interesting because yeah. some schools are mm. still doing it and I think they do it because um, they want to push the children where they can push them and those that need that extra support can and I think it it actually happens more further down the school than it does at the younger age because at the younger age they're yeah. all learning at the same um, pace. I mean, well, the teacher did explain to me, she said, well, if a child is doing really well, mm -hmm. sits with somebody who isn't doing so well, mm. it's they can help each other. Mm. So the one who finishes first can help the other one. Yes. Make them, sometimes when the ch child explains to another child, it's more easier. Yeah, and also it's confirming that they've understood Absolutely. the, the so it's, it's, yeah. it's best for both. Yes. So I think the yeah, Bushmid is doing a good job in that way. Yes, okay. Well, but it's good. more high schools, I think, mm. where they start grouping. Yeah. But I think a, a lot of schools have to do that. Oh, I must turn my watch down. Um, they do have that because... Um, yeah, they have to. They have to do that at that age because if they don't, they um, will actually... Because the exams are, are set at certain levels. So That's if they right. don't um, have those... Um, uh, levels catered for according to their ability then they're going to obviously struggle if it's a child that's not very able sitting a higher paper they'll obviously struggle so I think they have to do that but I think it's at the young age because um, my children were always aware when the schools did it they were always aware that oh we're, we're on the you yeah. know the rabbit table and they're on the snail table so they they knew straight away that we're at the top end and they're at the slow so I do think those that sat on the snail table weren't obviously feeling very confident with themselves so yeah. I do think it does have an impact it on, does. on it them does. feeling that they're not quite as up to scratch as everyone else so um, that's good to know that some schools are moving away from that so uh, I wanted to introduce today's show so in today's show we'll be discussing how we as parents can empower our children's confidence with their learning um, and their ability engaged to engage in activities now my guests today are actually from Homestart, a service called Homestart, um, which is available to parents in Luton and surrounding areas, but I think they are stretching out further as well. So I don't know much about it, but we are going to learn a lot about it, listeners, today. So before we go into um, what Homestart actually is, um, I always like to get you to uh, my guests to introduce themselves to the listeners so that the listeners are aware of who who's on the show. So if I can start with you, Janine, mm -hmm. please, if you can introduce yourself. All right, so my name is Janine. Um, I've worked for Homestart since January 2018. Wow. Okay. Um, before that, I was a primary school teacher, actually, for okay. about 30 years. Wow. Um, I'm, I was employed, well, I'm the Luton coordinator, um, 
So I recruit and train new volunteers Mm -hmm. for Luton, Mm -hmm. um, visit families who are referred to us Mm -hmm. um, for support and assess their needs, Mm -hmm. and then match a volunteer with them Mm -hmm. and supervise the volunteers and review the families. Mm -hmm. Um, So we cover Luton. So I'm the only person covering Luton Mm -hmm. um, within the charity. We're based in Central Beds, Mm -hmm. so we also cover Central Beds, not including Bedford, so okay. it's, it's, the whole of Bedfordshire except for Bedford we cover. Okay, and um, you, you were a teacher for thirty years. Yes, um, primary school teacher. So yeah. how how does it feel not being in the teaching environment? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I love teaching mm. and I love being with the children, but um, yeah, it, it's changed the job. Obviously, mm. over thirty years, the, ch- the job has changed a yes. huge amount, yeah. and I just got to a stage where, although I like the teaching side of it, being mm. with the children, it's the rest of it that just yes. takes over your life. Yes, the paperwork is just unbelievable. Yeah, ridiculous. And and I think because um, I'm a primary school teacher myself, um, uh, I think it's now you're not actually connecting with the children anymore no, it's about no. ticking boxes and exactly. getting things done so it's yeah. quite hard to have that relationship mm. with the children and I, the last class I had I had 32 children in my class mm. on my own and they were all of varied abilities and it was just so difficult yeah. to try and be with a child and see a child that wasn't doing very well do well or mm. you know it was so hard to gauge with them and, and work with them that I, I could see the school education system was going to become more paper based Mm. and it was going to be child-based so it's yeah. very hard so yeah 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 i do i do feel for teachers now i mean everyone keeps saying that all, all the holidays that they get and everything but no, it's you know you i don't. spent most of my holidays in bed <laughs> unwell catching yeah. up with all the bugs that i'd picked That's up from right. the kids or then planning for the yes, next term yeah it's, it's i always felt guilty when i actually took some holiday during the holiday yeah. time because yeah you're always yeah, thinking about what else you have to you do. Have to do. And, and, and if anything happened <clears> that I'd see, i think, well, that's a good idea. I'm going to make note of that and I'll bring that back to my class and mm. do that with my class. You, you, you don't switch off. No. You're always, no. even when you're on holiday, you're collecting goodies to take back to mm. show the class. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not really switching off. So, yes, um, but 30 years, that's amazing. Mm. So you've got a lot of experience with children yes. and teaching. Yeah, so yeah. that's fantastic. And uh, Sophia, so if you could introduce yourself. My name's Sophia. Mm-hmm. I've been in Luton since 2001, okay. previously from London. Okay. Um, mother of four, mm-hmm. uh, ranging from nine till six. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about Homestart mm-hmm. through my friend Roxana. Mm-hmm. She was a volunteer previously, mm-hmm. like before I. So she told me about Janine. Mm-hmm. I contacted Janine. Janine came and interviewed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did. A, you do a course prior to that mm-hmm. before you actually volunteer. Mm-hmm. We, we take a course mm-hmm. uh, with Janine runs. Um, we did that for about two months, mm-hmm. um, and then we get matched up with a family. Wow! So okay. I'm on my third family at the moment. So how long have you been with Home Start for now? Sorry, I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't actually mention oh, that. Okay. Yeah, I've <laughs> uh, been with them just over a year. Wow. Okay. Okay, yeah. and Roxana, I know Roxana's been on a show with us previously, uh, and um, she she's been doing wonderful things in the community. So, uh, you're a lady that wears many hats. So, uh, how uh, can you please just briefly introduce yourself to the listeners? Um, I'm Roxana. I'm a mother of three, and I'm a Home Start volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, I started volunteering with Home Start. I think I did my training about two years ago mm-hmm. with Janine. I saw the advert on Facebook and I mm. thought, yeah, this is something I'd like to do. Mm. And two years later, I'm still here, yeah, wow. volunteering wow. in the community. And you're still going. I'm and still you're still going smiling. <laughs> and you're still smiling. And, I, I, and Roxana is looking <clears throat> amazing for someone that's had very little sleep because you had a very busy <laughs> night last night, didn't you? Have, yes. Yeah, so she, so she looks really good because you please explain to the listeners what you were doing. <laughs> I was counting the very important votes Yes. last night. And so what time did you actually stop and were you allowed to be let out? <laughs> uh, we stopped counting about 1.15, but okay. we, were, we were not allowed to leave until all the counts had been verified. Wow. So we left about 10 past three. Wow. And then I got home and went to bed. Had had a nap. <laughs> yeah, had a nap Yeah. I got woken up again. To do the school run. To do the school run, yes. yes. Get ready for school. And be here, so yes, thank you. I couldn't miss the radio. No, you can't. Not my <laughs> show anyway. Not, Not my show. show. No. <laughs> no. So um, if we can just explain briefly, I mean, I did um, Google it and look it up yesterday um, uh, about Homestart. Mm-hmm. So if you can just um, give the listeners a bit of an outline of what Homestart is. Um, yeah. Sure. So Home Starts a Charity and we support families that have at least one child under the age of five. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer emotional and practical uh, support by um, the volunteer who is also a parent. 
mm-hmm. our volunteers are all parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so Home Start as a charity started in 1973. Oh. Um, it was founded by a lady called Margaret Harrison, um, who believed that supporting a family was the, was best done in their own home, um, where it can be shaped to the needs of the family. Um, she realised that if parents get support and friendship from another parent, they can they'll be better equipped to learn to cope with the many difficulties life can bring and will be able to give their children the best possible start to their own lives um and this is the the this idea remains the sort of the heart of our work still mm-hmm. but there are other ways that the charity are helping parents and children as well mm-hmm. um so this idea as i say started in leicester mm-hmm. um, but it's spread across the uk and is now a movement around the world oh okay there are 22 countries in, on five continents that home start um, provides support for families. In this area, it was, it was founded in 1984, um, mm, okay. and the earliest years make the biggest difference. So, Home Start makes sure those years count, so that no child's future is limited. Is, mm. is the aim of it? Um, we have family workers that spend sort of two hours a week. Or the volunteers spend two hours a week with um, supporting families in their own home. Mm-hmm. So, the children are as young as five. Did you say they have to have at least one child under the age of five for us okay. to support? Um, okay. Obviously, because the majority of the support takes place during the school day, and okay. a lot of our volunteers have children, so they can't do sort of before or after mm. school. Some are retired and, and have a bit more flexibility like okay. that, but the majority it's during the school day. Oh, okay. So, and um, does I mean I mean now I know there's a big um, group out there that are homeschooling their children mm. as well. So there are children that don't attend school. Mm-hmm. So does Home Start cater for everyone, or is it only children that attend school? Or no, it's for, it's for any, anyone that's got a need basically. Okay. Um, so we, the families are referred to us mostly by sort of health visitors, children's centres, social workers, nurseries. So we get. Uh, uh, referrals from a variety of uh, people but there has to be a need there so there's with some families there's mental health issues anxiety depression mm. sometimes there's the disability in the family it might be physical it might be something like autism mm. there might be a disability with the parents or an illness with the parents mm. um sometimes it's it's um just because they've got so many children under the age of mm. five physically getting out is hard yes we do have uh, referrals for families with twins or triplets sometimes as okay. well. So yeah. yes, for so it's um it's uh, home start. You can't self refer. You have to be referred by the is it by the council or the healthcare? Um, it, it's um, by a professional. I mean, as I say, all the children's centres in mm-hmm. Luton um, have our referral form. So okay. you know, if you, if you're if the families have got contact with the children's centre, mm-hmm. then they can make a referral to us. Mm-hmm. Um, as they, if they've got a health visitor, mm-hmm. they can do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're at nursery with some of the older children or schools, they can do that as well. Mm. So, yeah. Because I'm really interested about the um, anxiety. and Because, um, I mean, I'd, I'd done a show um, very early on this year on anxiety and depression for women and mm. older children mm. and older people and, you know, teenage and, and, and mothers. Mm. But actually, it's, you know, in today's day and age, it's actually starting from a very young age. Mm. and you're finding that children that are going to school are under this immense pressure yeah and um they are actually suffering from anxiety mm. and, and depression mm. and it's it's really nice to know that there are networks out there that we can reach out to so how how do you deal i mean so how do your volunteers you know how, come out and help parents with that kind of thing because that's that's something that is becoming quite common now I think it's, it's that emotional support side. Mm. It's it's just being able to get somebody. You know, you might go into a family. They might go into a family where the mum doesn't leave the house mm. or rarely leaves the house because yes. you know they're they're struggling. They don't want to go somewhere they've not been before because they don't know people. So it's mm. having that person by your side, side yeah. giving you a bit of reassurance and encouragement. Mm. I think that's that's what you know really makes a difference to yes. some of these families. And once they get out yes. and start sort of interacting, mm. hopefully they will be more likely to do do it with you know on their own their as well own, yes yeah. yes that's very good so does um home start come at cost or a fee to the parents that no. you go out and support no 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 we're a charity so it's all, um, it's all so free. yeah wow yeah. so everything that you do is um so um we've said uh, what age that they range so you've got volunteers so how does the volunteer side of it all work so how do you what training is required or what experience is required <coughs> from your volunteers the only thing we ask of them is that they are parents themselves that's the only oh, okay. um, qualification they really need. Wow, okay. um, and then I will go out. They, there's an application form they need to complete. Mm-hmm. And then I go out and interview the volunteers or potential volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then we run a, an eight-week training course. It's sort mm-hmm. of eight mornings once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm starting another one at the end of January. Okay. Um, and then having completed that, we have to, we do obviously do a DBS check. Mm-hmm. We get a couple of references as well. Once all mm-hmm. of that's in place, then we can match mm-hmm. them to the to the families. Oh, okay. So, I mean, um, you must have quite a lot of volunteers now because you reach out to quite a wide range of families. So, you know, on average, how many volunteers do you have? <laughs> um, I've got on on paper at the moment in Luton, I've got about twenty something but a lot of those some of those are resting at the moment so you know if if their situation their family situation takes um, a different turn or Mm -hmm. if they end up working Mm -hmm. or um if they've they've got an illness of any sort you know sometimes Mm -hmm. they're registered with us but they're not actively supporting a family So, so these volunteers, when they go around, because now I, I can sort of speak to you guys, because you are the volunteers. So um, when you uh, support the families, um, are you predominantly in their home or do you um, go out in places? You know, how does it work when you it, go to yeah, your families? It varies. I mean, I'm on my third family at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first family mm-hmm. was predominantly at home. Mm-hmm. Second family was at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the needs are different as well. Mm-hmm. So you, every family's needs are different. Yes. You've gone in for complete different reasons. Mm-hmm. They might need support with you know child's behaviour. Mm-hmm. Some need support with um, like they can't speak English. Mm-hmm. The third family I'm with at the moment. Um, I, mean, I can't go into too much detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went in there for the mother. But I've ended up supporting the, the father as well. Oh wow! Yes. Um, and they've got a five-month-old baby as well. Yes. So, I mean, I'm in, like, three different places, like, yes. you know, and I've, I have to take them out, mm-hmm. um, you know, deal with the paperwork. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very varied. It's, mm. it's very rewarding. Yes, I was just going to bring to that because um, when you've gone into... So, uh, uh, as a volunteer, sorry, just yeah. to go back, can you have more than one family that you are going out and seeing it on a weekly basis? You can. It's unusual. I have, I have got... Um, yeah. We've got a couple of volunteers at the moment that do yeah. that, mm-hmm. but it's more... It's unusual. Okay, and and why would that be unusual? Because it's, it's too just, much for the volunteers. Yeah, to do. it's, it's quite a, time, a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. a time commitment because we ask them to be um, supporting the family for a couple of hours, but obviously that couple of hours will turn into longer because you've it got does, to get yeah. there and back. Okay. And then some of our volunteers are quite happy to to receive phone calls, mm-hmm. sort of phone phone support with the, with the family oh, okay. as well. So that adds extra on top as well. So yeah, no, we mm-hmm. would only ask them to do one family at a time, but we are fortunate that a couple will do you know two families at times so. and so if you as a volunteer stumbled across a family where they needed support in something that maybe you didn't really have enough experiences or you didn't know where to go with this what what do you do as a volunteer then yeah I, sorry because <laughs> um, that's happened to me mm-hmm. um, with the family i'm right now yeah so we've got, we had the tf meetings mm-hmm. but even though a uh, lot two weeks ago they signed them off and I still felt the need that family needs support. So then I contacted Janine mm. again. She's my manager. So mm. anything that I can't, you know, find out for myself, mm-hmm. I do refer back to Janine and mm-hmm. I get her advice. Mm-hmm. So then would you, Janine, um, either give the advice or some training or ideas or suggestions? Well, in this case, it, it was m- me going back to the referrer and talking mm-hmm. to them because mm-hmm. we needed, there, there were other agencies involved and they weren't quite okay. doing what they needed to do. So okay. I went back to the referrer and sort of said, mm-hmm. you know, you need to get, Back in touch with this person mm-hmm. and get you know Thanks get some. And the family that I'm with, they mm-hmm. can't communicate because they don't speak English very well. Oh wow! Uh, uh, so I have to. I am the point of call. Yeah. So do you translate for them, or is it a language yeah, that you can't I communicate am. with? No. You, you, at the moment, I'm translating for them as oh, well. Well, so that, that's another mm. thing. So that, that's another aspect of it. Mm. Yes, yeah. I know that's another side yeah. to the volunteering. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. If you've got um, a, a different language that you are able to speak in, mm. you can then um, uh, do that. So how do you find it, uh, Roxana? Juggling motherhood and doing the volunteering as well. So you know, do you do you do you get bogged down with it, or do you get emotionally attached with your families? Um, I've had the same family. Okay. For nineteen months now. Oh wow. So okay. unlike Sophia, mm. I've I've not had experience with other families. Okay. So um, I find it really rewarding. Mm-hmm. For me, as a Muslim, mm-hmm. it's an obligation. I saw it as mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help someone to serve mm-hmm. someone else. Mm-hmm benefit someone and and then so when I go in then two hours a week for me it's like worship Mm. I see it as a form of worship okay and it's so incredibly rewarding Mm -hmm. what you get you don't know unless you do it Mm. that you're helping someone yeah and you're helping someone with no other interest yeah that you're just there for them 
and they can fully trust you as well. Mm. Yeah, because so that can that. I mean, that must take some time for parents that have volunteers coming. Because some, sometimes, when a referral is made in such case, and you have a volunteer that comes to support you, I mean, I can just go by my midwives that came or health mm. visitors that came. But I always remember <clears throat> feeling I needed to put on this persona or, you know, be a different person because I didn't want them to feel that I'm not coping or I can't, you know. And so it's quite nice that you go in and you're totally non-judgmental about and how clean the house is no, and, yeah and they uh, know as well that we're there yeah. just for them yes because we're not getting paid yeah mm. money is not an issue mm. my family only found out recently that we don't get paid yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, and they said, "Well, why do you do it then? Yeah. <laughs> I got to do it for you guys." Yeah, <laughs> they go, "Really?" Well, I mean, yes. I mean, believe it or not, um, uh, guests and listeners, we are actually heading for a break, and that is something that I did want to uh, go into after the break. Um, why you do it, and um, you know the satisfaction that you get because it is voluntary work at the end of the day, and not enough people um, understand the concept of voluntary work and why we do voluntary work and the rewards behind it. So I'd really like to get a bit more about that and how if anyone is listening um, can get in touch and become a volunteer as well so we will continue the discussion after the break um, we have home start in the studio with us so any questions please do text in and uh, for now you can go refill your hot drinks and uh, join us after the break assalamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday 13th of December and the time is now 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio we have, I've got to get all the mics right, we have uh, Janine, good morning. Good morning. And we have Sophia. Good morning. Good, mo- good morning. And we have Roxana. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, we, they have all come from Homestart. Uh, we were talking about Homestart being a, um, a network service that reaches out to parents uh, to support them on a range of things um, with bringing up their uh, children in whatever capacity it may be and they start from as young as five but the, the any child in the house has to be minimum age of five but you do work with younger children they have to have at least one child under the age of five for us to be supporting them Yes. Yeah, no, they have to have at least one child under the age of five. Oh, okay. So if, if all of the children are five and over, we can't support the family. Oh, that, Because okay. it's a children's charity and that's the way it's been set up. So, yeah. Okay, so if you have a five-year-old and a six-month-old, that's fine? That's fine, yes. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, so interesting. So over the age of five um, and um, they're sort of independent individuals. And so well, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose the, the assumption <laughs> is that the children on. are all at school by that, that age. Yes. And because most of our support um, happens during the school day mm-hmm. you know there wouldn't be any children to support okay. at, in the home at that time so oh, yeah okay okay yes that's fine um okay so um we were talking to the volunteers which was Sophia and Roxana who are actually um volunteers with Home Start so Sophia I believe this is your first year of uh, right. <clears throat> and Roxana you've been doing this for nearly two years now that's did right, you say yeah. so um you were talking about it being voluntary work so you're not actually getting paid for this no but it's something that you feel passionate about so please explain to the listeners your drive or your motivation or need of wanting to do this and how satisfying the role is when you've gone and supported your families because Sophia you are now on your third family so you've worked with two previous families that's correct and you know starting them you know giving them the wings to go and fly off and you know be a family how did that feel alhamdulillah it's really rewarding that you've gone into a family mm-hmm. um you because we're basically just given a little outlook mm-hmm. and janine comes to us and she tells us a tiny bit of background about them so you don't really know the, the amount of work that's going to go into it mm-hmm. it could be exactly what it says and mm-hmm. like my second family mm-hmm. um i was told to go in help support Mm-hmm. Uh, behavior of this four-year-old girl mm-hmm. um, and I went in and did that mm-hmm. um, I had experience of four children so I, I didn't find that difficult at all mm-hmm. um, the mother wasn't uh, very well and she mm-hmm. couldn't cope with her needs mm-hmm. um, but I, I know I, I had to put discipline in place mm-hmm. um, I had to show her how to you know maybe reward her mm-hmm. get her charts it was very simple things yes. but the mother couldn't do it mm-hmm. so just showing her mm-hmm. and when when the mother saw me with the daughter, because I played with the daughter, I, I, I showed her how to do things. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, she's like, she was, Alhamdulillah, 
everything was there for them and mm. I wasn't there for that long um, mm. I was there for about two three months mm. mm-hmm. um, I wasn't there long at all mm. and now my third family mm-hmm. is completely different because mm. I've joined them when the baby was two and a half months yeah and she's coming up to five months the baby's fine uh, it's nice. actually the parents yeah. that need the support but that's amazing and it's and it just goes to show that you can actually stretch out to that because it's yeah. not just you're not just there for the children you're there for the family as a it's, whole it's, it's a full it's 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 the full package mm. because i went in there for the mother mm. um she's just come uh, from pakistan recently mm-hmm. she's got married to uh, somebody who's, uh, who's disabled mm-hmm. he's got a lot of health conditions mm. he's unable to leave the house on many days mm. she, so she's very young and she's supporting him she's got a baby mm. on top of that is all their financial needs mm. the accommodation mm. it's it's I, I mean, when you go in and you, you just get a couple of lines that you've gone in with, mm. that you're told the background about the family, but when you actually go there, and it's up to us if you want to... I mean, How you emotionally yeah. cope with it, yes. Because I think yeah. I'm... Uh, and Roxana probably knows this from my previous shows, but I'm quite an emotional person, yeah, so, so I get I. very attached very quickly. Yeah. But I think that sometimes drives you to want to do more to help them in some mm. form of capacity in whichever family, way yeah. you can. Because the family I'm with, I mean, I said to them... Um, I'm not going to be working over Christmas. They were okay with half term because that was mm. a week that I didn't come. And they said, okay, it's so a week. And I explained to them last week. I said, you know, next week's going to be my last week. And I'm not going to see you until the new year. She said, really? Why is that? <laughs> she said, do you know you're the only person that comes to our house? Mm. And yeah. that just got to me. Like, mm. am I really the only person that comes to their house? Because mm. they've got relatives, but they're not in, in, they're not in Luton. Mm. So, yeah, it's nice. And thinking that I'm the only person that sees them. In their home. Basis, and yeah. them. Yep, completely. I mean, mm. all the letters. They, they really tell you everything. Mm. And, and you, we have to keep it confidential. Yes. yes. And that's another thing. We can't, I mean, although me and Roxana are friends also, mm. uh, we don't discuss anything. Yes. No, I mean, uh, we, I mean, we, we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so emotionally, we have to be quite strong in ourselves mm. to be able to cope with our own home lives mm. and then to take on this as an extra. Yes. We just yeah. talked to Janine. Yeah, we, we talked to Janine. Janine gets a lot of calls yeah. from us. <laughs> so you get all the offloads. Yes. Yes. yes, yeah, that's that's a, yeah, yeah. So how do you decide um, when <coughs> the time has come up for the volunteer to leave that family? Right. So it, when the the families are referred to us, mm-hmm. they um, they on the referral itself there will be some needs um, identified whether it's isolation um, mental health problems Mm -hmm. um, parenting issues Mm -hmm. budgeting problems so whichever reason we're in there Mm -hmm. but when I do my initial visit I'll sort of talk that through with the family Mm -hmm. and say right sort of you know go through all of those sort of things and is Mm -hmm. this an issue for you is Mm -hmm. there a need here Mm -hmm. Um, then after sort of three months I'd go back I mean I I see the volunteers in between times but then after three months I go back to the family and reassess the Mm -hmm. situation so look at the numbers that they gave me the first time see if there's an improvement Mm -hmm. and obviously if all of the issues that we went in for have been addressed Mm -hmm. then that's probably a time we can we can close the family um, support down Mm -hmm. um, and move the volunteer on okay but invariably, I mean, so the minimum support we give is three months. Okay. Having said that, as Roxana said, she's been with the family for a lot longer. Yes. And in her situation, it, it changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. You know, the reasons that we went in mm-hmm. were one thing, and then the situation with the family changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. And that's why Roxana stayed in as long as she had. And mm-hmm. if, in the case of that family, if she hadn't been there, I don't know what would have happened to the family. Uh, okay. There were some major things going on, and it would have been... Yeah, it's it's hard to, to imagine had we not gone in before those things occurred, I don't know what would have happened to the mum and, and the little girl. So, wow. Yeah. And so um, if a, a family has come and they've been assessed and they're actually okay to sort of be on their own now, um, can another need arise at another stage and do you go back and visit the same families again? Or yeah, is we, it just... yeah, we do get families re-referred to us from okay. time to time. It, mm. it does happen, obviously like you say the situation can change they can Mm. have more children you know life happens and and if if there's something that that they need us for yes they can get re-referred and we can look at it again okay that's good so um i know that home start is a charity based um uh network Mm -hmm. and so all your um volunteers that go out and support families it's all done for free yeah um there has to be something that 
we as a community can do to support um, Help Start. So, I mean, is it donations that you take? So yeah. how does that work? Um, I mean, we, we do have fundraising. Um, Riverbank has just, um, school has just done some fundraising for us. Okay. They had a week where they, they chose a charity and they chose us. Wow, okay. So the, the children, the whole school have just raised some money for us, which is lovely. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, certainly fundraising is, is a way that, you know, you can, people support can support us. if they can't. And obviously volunteering is, mm. is the other way. Yes. So, um, Roxana, you've um, obviously been um, volunteering for a lot longer than Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to uh, connect with a parent that's listening, that's possibly thinking, about volunteering um what advice or why would why would one volunteer aside from because you were saying that you see it as a, an act of worship <coughs> so aside from that so what we you know what what advice or how would you see say i think it's a it's a really good opportunity if you've been out of work for a while mm-hmm. and you need to build on your skills on mm-hmm. some knowledge experience it's a really good opportunity to get to get into because mm-hmm. you learn so much mm-hmm. i mean I, I was thinking, oh, I've got all these skills, I've got this knowledge, I can go support a family. Mm-hmm. But I've also picked up so so many so, other yes. skills. Yes. So it's it's not only benefited the family, mm. it's also benefited me too. Yes. Because you're seeing a range really of families good. with a range of needs. So and then well, you learn so, so much. much. Yes. Because you don't know mm-hmm. what you what you're gonna go go you know, be faced with. Mm-hmm. So you could be thinking, I'm going to go and support them, emotional, give them emotional support. Mm-hmm. But then so many things happen to that family. Mm-hmm. And because they trust you so much, mm-hmm. they offload onto you. Yes. So you, you might give them financial, you know, like um, advice. Mm-hmm. They will show you all their finances, mm-hmm. budgeting. Um, mm-hmm. And just um, they'll talk about their private confidential things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the family I supported... She she was initially married, mm-hmm. and then she became single. Mm. And I I was so you saw her through that emotional change. I saw change, her through yeah. that. Yeah, I lived with her through that. Yeah. Yes, and I, it's nice because you were there because that's uh, you know in any anyone's life that's a very mm. emotional stage to go through on your own. So to have mm. you there to see that person through it because she yeah. had young children and she's know. got one special needs daughter. Yes, so you know, and even the daughter has become attached to me. That when she well. sees me, she's so excited, mm. and it's very difficult not to get emotionally attached to the family mm-hmm. because for me, I've been with them. Or 19 so months now, yeah. I kind of know her so well mm. um, but you know you have to remain yes. non-judgmental you know maintain a professional attitude mm. when coming into the in your, any family yes so Sophia what advice would you give because um, uh, you're quite new to this but you've had a range of families in the t- in the period of time that you've been there so um, anyone that's listening that's possibly thinking about um, joining in as a, a volunteer what advice would you say if you feel, I mean, that you can give it any sort of support to a family, mm-hmm. it, it can range from different aspects because mm-hmm. you get a choice of which family you go to. Mm-hmm. So if you think that this family I can't help, mm-hmm. you can say that. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you, every family you go to, you have to be 100% mm-hmm. and you have to know everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're learning as we're going along. Yes. Um, and sometimes yeah. you might feel that we can't support them. So mm-hmm. when Janine yeah. matches us with the family, mm-hmm. she interviews us, mm-hmm. interviews the family, and tries to match, see if we can support that family. And if we go in on our first visit and we think, oh, we can't support this family, it's absolutely fine. Because we've got, uh, we've written down what we want, um, what kind of families we want to support. I mean, Janine's asked us that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you an example. I don't want to go into a house where there's like pets. Oh, <laughs> I'm yes. terrified. Oh, yeah. So that's on there. <laughs> yeah. That's on there. So Janine would not, if somebody's got a cat or a dog, Janine <laughs> won't put me in there. Because uh, I've, I've written that there. Yeah. I'm just, just giving you a little example. No, I mean, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm so not, I would not, yeah. that would be straight no. Yeah. Even if I know that I can support them, yes. but I'm not gonna ask them to get rid of the pet. That's yeah. so I can go in. So, I mean, just little things like that. I mean, yeah. Janine's, it's, it's a tough job for her yes. to match up the right family to the right person. But the reward we get when we yeah. know we've done something for them, yes. like it could be just a phone call we make for that family on their behalf mm. or a letter we read for them, but they can't read it. They can't make that phone call. Mm. They don't know which place of contact it is. Yeah. Um, so it's, 
it's really, really like rewarding for us and them. Yes, and I think as a volunteer, because um, when they have been referred for support and help, mm. um, as a volunteer, you have to go in with that cap on to say that I'm not going to judge because it's actually taken oh, a judge. big step for that family to reach out to mm. say I actually very need first, help. The very first family uh, visit, uh, Janine comes on the first visit with us, mm-hmm. um, and, and Janine's sitting here and she know what I'm talking about <laughs> on my very first visit. What we had to see, yeah, uh, but we couldn't judge yes yeah Yeah. we couldn't yeah i know so and that's very hard but um that's very good so um how how do we go about volunteers so you mentioned that there was going to be um something that you're running a workshop or something in january and and my next training course Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's running from the 29th of january so it's a wednesday morning okay from half nine till half twelve okay um it's in our dunstable office um and then that will run for eight weeks so finishes on the 25th of march okay um we don't run the training in the half term holidays though so that if anyone's got children that's they good, can still yeah. still do that. So how, if anyone wanted to join that, how do they go about, how would they contact you? Um, I mean, they can look on our website. So if you, it's Home Start Central Beds, okay. but there is um, there is a, a contact us on there that you can look at. Okay. Um, there's a phone number to the office. So you can either phone in, email in, okay. or um, fill in the contact sheet on the website and then we can send out the application form okay and take it from there so um listeners i do have um the email and website and contact number there so what i will do is on the uh, facebook page that's live for this show i will just add that on there so um anyone that is interesting in interesting interested <laughs> in um uh, volunteering they can do so so uh, you can get in touch with those so it's uh, homes hyphen start central that's right yeah. so that's the website where you can get lots of information as to how Homestart works um, and um, I'm hoping that we do get some volunteers because mm. I think it's a fantastic service and I do um, believe that it's quite rewarding as as the volunteers that have come today have explained their journeys through it so it's quite nice to know that you've gone in and helped a family and um, made a difference and I think you know as a human being to know that you've done something where you've made a change that's in a positive about. way yeah. it's quite nice to you know can't explain that, you, that feeling no when you walk out of there and yes. um it's not that two hours that you've just gone and then come out and you just think oh just two hours have gone past yeah it's that you can't explain every moment that you're in there mm-hmm. you know you're not doing it for money mm-hmm. you know you're not doing it uh, to please a family member or to get brownie points from somebody yeah it's for your inner inner self yes Yes, and that's quite a big thing because it is, it's a self-satisfaction Absolutely, thing. It's because not it's a selfless act. Yes, yes. there so. we go, it's a selfless act, yes, and it's true. And it gives yeah. you satisfaction mm. from doing something selfless. Mm. And, and research shows mm-hmm. that when you do something selfless, it actually makes you happy. Yes. That's what research shows, mm. that like when you spend on someone else mm-hmm. or when you do something for somebody else, that's what actually... Gives you the happiness inside. Mm. It's a form of charity that you're giving from yourself, aren't you? Mm. Although it might not be in monetary, mm-hmm. uh, but it's your time, your effort. Mm-hmm. So you get complete satisfaction. Mm. And are your children aware that you're doing they this? They are. Yes. So my, I've got three teenagers also. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, ha- and you know, I mean, yeah. Because it's. I think um, as parents, we have to do whatever we can to be role models to our children. So they must see you doing voluntary work and, you know, they must feel inspired or aspired to do the same. So how, do, how what's their take on it when they see mum going out and supporting families? They, they, they think it's really good that I go out mm-hmm. and uh, I can help somebody mm-hmm. because they know I'm quite vocal yes. uh, and I stand <laughs> up for rights. Yes. Um, I've brought them up like that too. Yes. Um, and they know that I can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And yes. I'm happy that I can. Yes. And they see that. And hopefully, you know, when they get older, and of course, they will then say that, well, actually, our mom did this. So mm. we, we're going to grow up in the same way. And that I think that's very nice mm. to know that you are raising your children in that way where they can oh, yeah, see I've raised you my children um, to stand up for themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see that already. (laughs) (laughs) It gets passed down as a value. Yes. You know, the values we teach our children, one of the values is that you... Give, give, yeah, yeah. without without any wanting anything back, anything back, yeah, that's yes. right. And you make a difference, and you support your community, and you make it a you know a better community that you live in. Yes. Only you can change it to make yes. it better. Yeah, and we do that. Mm. We want to do that. 
Yes, I think that's very important. And, you know, I always say that in my shows, but uh, that the older the children get, the harder it becomes to get them to understand the concept of voluntary or doing something without expecting something yeah, in expecting return, especially yeah. with in terms of money, because a lot of teenagers and a lot of children struggle with that concept. So it's quite nice to know that there's mums out there that are doing this because you are actually role modeling that for your child that to see that you can actually do something get quite satisfied by it and um you know you don't have to get paid and as you said make that that quote that you said i'll let you say it again (laughs) about the the selfless act the selfless act yeah making a positive contribution yes Yes, so, okay, um, listeners, we are going to be heading towards the end of the show, but I have quite a few events to go through, and also I have a winter tip. But before I do that, Janine, is there any other contact details or any events that you have coming up that you'd like to share with the listeners? No, just just the training course, really, okay. going forward. I mean, we, we, we do have an open day once a year normally, okay. which is in November, so, I mean, that's something that people can look out for if they want to find out a bit more about us. Yes. But, I mean, just, just phone in. I mean, we, we're happy just to chat to people if they're not sure about it but they're yeah. thinking about volunteering yeah yeah the number the, the office number is 01582 660061 mm-hmm. so if you if you phone that number mm-hmm. and just inquire just mm-hmm. have a chat with one of us if you're not 100 percent sure mm-hmm. we can talk it through with you a bit more and give you a bit more information that's brilliant yes okay thank you and ladies any final words yeah i just want to say that you're not left on your own Okay. when you start volunteering with the family Mm -hmm. I mean um, Janine is our coordinator so we can ring Janine email Janine speak Mm -hmm. to Janine whenever we feel we need to yeah so as volunteers you're not left on your own and you will always have the support yeah so we have the support of Janine Mm -hmm. and also I mean the volunteers can't um, the families that we work with they can't contact us because we can't go because of volunteers we don't Mm -hmm. we don't have um, extra phones or yeah because we've got our personal numbers Mm -hmm. Uh, we contact them yeah. We we um, remain we put one for one before yeah, we, we dial their numbers. Yeah, um, and they when they need to contact us, they contact Janine. Okay. And then Janine lets us know to contact them. Yes. So that's how it all works. Just yes. in case there is like out of hours, they need to contact us. They can do that. Oh, okay. Which does happen. Oh, okay. Yes, that does happen as well. So you have in case of emergencies. Yes. Okay, well, thank you, thank you, ladies. And um, I think you're all doing a fantastic work, and I really do um, like the concept of um, Home Start. And uh, listeners, you know, we are a very giving community, so um, if you can, I mean, can we just make donations without doing any fundraising? Yeah, I mean, if you, again, if you go on the website, it does mm-hmm. tell you about fundraising and donations, yeah, yes. certainly. Yes, so, welcome that. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I mean, it's it's a, a free service <clears throat> that's offered to uh, much-needed parents out mm-hmm. there, and I think um, I always say this, that Luton is a very giving community, when it comes to acts like this so I'm sure people will uh, dig deep and um, look into donating and supporting this so uh, yes I hope this has been beneficial uh, to all our listeners um, I did want to share a winter tip now my winter tip is actually for the, the days that we have ice which we've been having rain but I'll share it anyway because who knows tomorrow or next week could be um, ice week so I'm fed up of de-icing my windscreen every morning and trying to find the spray and thankfully I have a very nice husband who does that all for me in the morning but for those that don't have the very nice husband that does it for them um, you can actually soak an old towel in a solution of water and table salt and then place this towel on the windscreen of the car overnight as salt lowers the freezing point of water moisture is prevented from frosting so your screen will be frost free just remove the towel in the morning and you won't have any um ice on the windscreen so i know you have to dig deep and find this towel that you're going to put <laughs> so over have your you windscreen tried this, i haven't no because we haven't had ice it's oh, been it's right, been yeah. raining i've been me- uh, desperate to start this because i thought if i do it and i take a picture then it will make it real and we know that table salt does actually lower the temperature because I, right. I, if you um yeah. take out um meat from the freezer and you um put it in a bit bowl and add salt to it it will defrost it a lot quicker so and the same with ice if you step outside and you've got ice we put salt so salt obviously will work so i'm pretty sure this will work so if you do actually try this i'd like to see some pictures so please do share it on the inspire fm web page it'd be nice to see um uh, how successful people have got on with this so that's your jobs ladies so as okay. soon as we have eyes you have to try my children are waiting for yeah snow. i know i know so my children are desperate for the snow as well but it's quite a novelty when it happens mm. you you think it's nice for the day and then the next day it's just mus- mushy and 
and it's slushy and it's, it's not, not nice. It's not yeah. nice. So if it can snow and then disappear, then that's quite <laughs> nice. But we won't have that. Uh, so we have a couple of events actually happening over the weekend in Luton. Um, We've got Stockwood Illuminated. Now, this has actually been running, I think, since last week. Um, so they've got uh, Saturday the 14th from eight, uh, 5.45 until 8.30 p.m. Um, and so what it is, is it's by the Stockwood Discovery Centre. It's a walkthrough and it's approximately 30 minutes where um, customers are invited to look at the uh, park illuminated in the night. I mean, we get nightfall by four o'clock now, so um, it's quite a nice treat to go and see the park in the night, I think, with lights. Um, and um, they are actually inviting uh, all customers to stay for a festive treat and activities after. So the sessions are run from 5.45 to 8.35, 8.30, but they are run in blocks of half an hour session. So I think the last um, entry is at 7.45, so you have to try and make it before um, 7.45 to get in to see that. And that will be running thereafter every Friday, Saturday and Sunday until the end of this month. So that's the first event is actually running this Saturday. Um, we also have um, Luton Central Masjid, which is on Westbourne Road. Um, they are offering a back to basics wudu course now this is actually the second week running they did it last week where they are inviting um, brothers and sisters from the community to come and understand the concept of uh, wudu which is purification washing um, before prayer um, I think last week um, was the initial start of um, the the fard part so the must do's of when we have to do um uh, wudu um it's actually offered to sisters on a saturday um and that's after isha um isha prayers which is at 7:15 and it's offered to brothers uh, to attend on isha prayers after sunday so the um uh, events are both segregated so we've got ladies on Saturday and men on Sunday um, and uh, yeah so this week will now be the second week it's actually a four week program so um, I, I do push uh, listeners to go and actually um, attend that and um, that's it so listeners um, as I said we are now actually heading towards the end of the show I hope those events that I've um, shared with you um, will be something that you guys will be um, looking at over the weekend but thank you to my guests for coming in today and sharing uh, some in important knowledge with us and uh, what home starts all about and i'm hoping that listeners um are, are inspired by this and um hoping that they can um join the voluntary volunteering team uh, side of this as well so i will put all the contact details up on the facebook page um of the show so you can contact um home start as you need to um and um the website again is homestart-centralbeds.org.uk my quote for the day is kindness is like snow it beautifies everything it covers Jamma Barak and Aslam Alaikum thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton